Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. I'm Jake. Hey, it's Devin in the house. Uh, We got Ross. First time, long time, buddy. And uh, we also have the J Dog, Jared, back again. Back again, my that, dudes. That's right. Um, and we're in here for the first inaugural week of football season. I think we're all pretty excited. Uh, we, if we've got a new article in Medium, our predictions this year in football. Uh, but first things first, guys. Always remember to like, share, subscribe, and do all that fun stuff and support the channel. Uh, we're doing this for fun, and we love Westerns, so support us if you can. Uh, the what? the longest running WKU theme podcast there is. That's right. Dude, seriously though, like three years. I was talking to my, was, was my friends the other day, and she was getting on me. She was like, I, "I said you guys aren't like creating anything, you know? You guys should be writing more and doing cool stuff." And they're like, well, "Where's your creativity?" And I was like, "I have like three years worth of podcasting plus articles. What are you talking about?" I'm like, oh, we really have been doing this for like years. <laughs> is she the same girl that did the uh, that designed our squirrel? No, nah, different one. Okay, different okay, one. sorry. Um, so I have to backtrack a little bit. Uh, my parents listened to the podcast last week, and I kind of got chastised when I announced that my wife was pregnant um, by the way I announced it. So it wasn't because... Well, let's just say I've been having, we've been having issues with fertility, so I'm throwing that out there. So I was a little excited, and I got a little overzealous. But we're excited. Um, I think you're. I think it was good. It's a winner. <laughs> it's all good. I ain't worried about it. It ain't sweating it. Uh, That's right. But you know, we're we're happy. We're uh, uh, expecting a little girl in January. So okay. there we go. Uh, Welcome to the Dad Club. That's right. We're excited. Um, we've actually got names picked. Well, I've picked a name. She hasn't picked one yet. She'll wait till like January thirty first. Um, so far, I've got <laughs> Zelda. I like Zelda Ray. So, uh, we'll see. I like see. it. Uh, thank you, Jared. Um, and for those of you, our listeners, you can go to my Facebook page. Uh, my wife's connected to it. Uh, comment on her page <laughs> that you want that name. So, we'll, she'll really That's appreciate right. that. I'm sure that would go of over well. Oh, of course. The, the red-out flipper poll was going to decide. <laughs> yes, that would be even better. I told her last night, she's like, That's not happening. And I said, Okay. You just call her what you want to, and I'll call her what I want to, and we'll just see. <laughs> I think I know who's going to win that battle. I, I, I do, we'll too. It won't, it'll won't. it take like a week, and then I'll be done. Um, so, winners and losers. Uh, do you all have any losers or winners this week? I have a loser. Please let me take this real quick. <laughs> Hear me out. Go, Jared. Go I, this, is, this has multiple, multiple layers to it, but my loser is the entire state of Florida. Because, one, they have an impending hurricane that's about to come. And, two, I don't know if any of you guys got to see the game of Florida versus Miami uh, this past weekend. 
But the last three minutes of that game was some of the most horrendous yet beautifully terrible football <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And I say that as a Miami Dolphins fan, too, which is another reason why the state of Florida is just going to be losing for a while. But <laughs> if you guys didn't see it, Miami was trying so hard to give this game away. Like, they had three fumbles on their last possession that they could have gotten to where they could have scored and won the game. But Florida had three pass interference penalties at the same time. So it's like Miami would like do something stupid and fumble the ball, and then they would be frantically trying to get it, and then they would get it. And then like it would come on like third down or something, they would launch it, and then Florida would do some stupid pass interference. And they finally got into the red zone, but uh, it ended on uh, – I think it was turnover on downs or an interception. I can't remember which. But Florida did end up winning. They did not deserve to win it all. Miami did everything that they could to lose this game, and it was just terrible. So, state of Florida, hold this L, please. My thing is, isn't Miami kind of one of those teams that's just kind of overrated at this point? They're they're like a Tennessee or Nebraska that's kind of living in the past. Exactly. Or Indiana basketball. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a legacy team, and they're just (laughs) – I think they're just holding on to the past, and – Actually, I heard a uh, radio station, uh, a Kentucky station, saying that um, Indiana was where coaches went to die. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> that's pretty good, though. Um, uh, here's, here's the one thing to take in mind. That was a week zero game. I guess week one's this week. Yeah. Very sloppy. Uh, the Hawaii-Arizona uh, game after that was very sloppy. Don't be surprised if there's a lot of sloppiness this week, too, as teams are just working out the kinks and knocking off the rest and just something to look out uh, for this weekend. There's just going to be a lot of sloppy football. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, even with, like, even close to home here with Western, um, we've got a new system, new quarterback, you know. uh, I, I expect us to be fairly sloppy in the first few drives, but we'll see how everything goes. Uh, Jake, do you have any winners and losers? Dude, they got all kinds of stuff, man. I took notes, but work was slow. Uh, so we'll start with losers. Uh, okay. Colts fans. Colts fans. Definitely. You guys, oh, you guys man. kind of suck. Uh, you, you suck a lot. Uh, Doug Gottlieb, Van Dockage, all those guys, you guys all suck. Uh, you should sack <laughs> up, uh, as, as he likes to say. Like, this is absolutely, absolutely terrible. Like, dude played with a lacerated kidney, and you guys are feeling it. Because he doesn't want to, you know, either be paralyzed or not function right. So that's good. I mean, uh, in the, I agree. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they have to do what's best for them. I mean, with CTEs and all that, too. I mean, and with his well, yeah, health. I mean, like, he's been hurt so many times. Like, he played the entire 2017 season with a torn rotator cuff. Yeah. Here's the thing. Also, blame the whoever leaked that to Adam Schefter. Because I, I think, you know, they were caught off guard, you know, during the game, and they act like stupid uh, emotional fans. If they could have kept that under under wraps until after the game was over, that would have never happened. Well, not only that, so they, really so they they think that it may have been again. This is just conjecture, but based on the people, because after after it happened, they were like, okay, there were like five or six people that knew. Um, obviously, some of the coaches knew. Uh, Hugh Hilton knew. Uh, they said Jacoby Brissett knew. Um, and they're they're fairly certain that as kind of a you know not super experienced player, he may have told his agent about it. Just 
they're like kind of like offhanded, and they think that his agent might have been the one to have leaked it to uh, Shetty. Well, I, so, I mean, it, as far as the Colts are concerned, I'm glad that Captain Jack's still there. Uh, but right. but as far as Andrew Luck's concerned, they may not be worth a flip this season. But oh no, they're not gonna be. No, no, they're they're kind of captainless. I mean, <laughs> uh, but I just hope that whatever happens, you know, Jack's okay as far as health wise and everything goes. But yeah. other than that, uh, you know, I've also got two winners. So on the opposite side of that winner. Andrew Luck, because good for him for making a decision that's good for him and screw everybody else, and handling that like emergency press conference like a champ, and then a winner, all of us, because college football. Yes. So all of us are winners. Yes. True millennials. We yes. all win. Yes. I, I, this is my favorite time of year. It's like Christmas for me, because I am so excited about football season. Uh, so, uh, Ross, I saved you for last, buddy, because I knew you've got such a a platform you want to get on, so you go for it. Well, my biggest loser, um, with college football started and all that, the College Heights Herald decided to take a big dump on the basketball program, specifically, uh, I think, editor Drake Kaiser, which, I mean, it's sad that we have to comment on a student newspaper, but that's kind of the hand we're dealt as Western fans because there's just not that many sources out there. That's why you should read the Tower Rack. But he wrote this long, or probably, probably about two or three page article about how WKU basketball is spending more and winning less. And his whole basis on the argument is they keep increasing spending with less results. Only problem is it doesn't uh, report any of the revenue that Rick Stansbury has brought in with all the sellouts and the more name brand opponents and everything else. And it also doesn't, you know, it, it basically uses last year as a justification for why the basketball program is failing when if you wrote this article a year before, they increased spending and it went up, what, 21%, no, 25% winning percentage. So you're using a small sample size and outlier year to, to pretty much trash the basketball program and this isn't kind of a new thing with the College Heights Herald. I remember the whole time I was in college about 10 years ago, they were questioning why the football program was moving up to FBS. And, you know, for a school paper, I mean, I, I like questioning and I like I like seeing the other side, but there's not a lot of positivity coming out of those guys. So I, I, I was just shocked to see that come out today when, you know, we, we'd be the first one to admit that we underachieved last year and it's NCAA tournament or bust this season. But to me, it just screamed like clickbait or like unnecessary article. So. I, I agree, um, but I think it's a constant thing with um, schools and students, more especially, to question why a you know, university is giving more money to a sports, you know, sport or you know, sports team than why they're supporting, you know, the engineering department. And for you all that are asking that question as well. Uh, it's for it's for advertising. If Western goes to the tournament and they play North Carolina, UK, Duke, whoever, then they're going to get more reach than if the engineering department or the debate club won. You know, um, I'm sorry, not sorry. That's just how it is. That's facts, bro. Yep. Uh, and I mean that goes for football too. Uh, a lot of people wonder uh, why Ross is typing, but 
<laughs> no, I'm trying to find a funny quote that's kind of famous. It was a football coach, but I can't find it. See, regardless so. of their article, bottom line is we need a national championship. We could use the money and exposure from that pretty good. So, I mean, why not? Turn around. Get it. Well, I mean, we're getting close with uh, soccer talk. So, yeah, the right. girls blew out Belmont. I have no idea what the score was because I haven't five looked nothing. it up yet. Yeah, it's five zip. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah I, I've been the world's worst as far as uh, doing my homework and getting ready for the show. So, sorry about that, guys. Um, but I, it's cool. I had, I had, uh, I had some uh, honey-do list stuff to get done. Um, I don't know if I told this on the show or not, but my uh, old, old puppy about a month ago decided... That she had to go to the bathroom really bad, and she tore through one of the doors. Well, not completely through, but she tore the grill up on the door. So I had to fix that today. That was fun. I'm just, I'm just imagining a like Chloe or Sammy shaped. Hole. Oh, it was Chloe, like, yeah. Like a Chloe shaped hole in the door, which like run through like a, like a cartoon, like looks funny. Oh, That's she didn't get through it. Oh, she didn't get through it though. That was the problem. She didn't get through the door. Um, but as soon as we got home, she went running outside and had to go to the bathroom, which is probably what saved her. But <laughs> other than that, yeah, so I was working on that today. Um, but Western beat Belmont 5-0, five, five and we... Yeah, they, they took they took 18 shots. That's oh my like gosh. insane. That's a great yeah. goalie. Yeah, my wife... So I'll, go, I'll give... I'll, I actually did some research, uh... During the off season, when I helped Matt with his summer school thing, we actually wrote a piece about women's soccer. And basically, last year we had a really high scoring team, but we couldn't stop anybody. So these first two games are really encouraging. Um, I actually watched some of the Kentucky game that was on Sunday, like the last thirty minutes of the game, and we outplayed them. I mean, for a SEC school, and I mean, we there was nothing but encouragement. I think we outshot them like. 15 to 5 or something like that. So, wow. I mean, soccer could be, you know, in a season of rebounding sports and, you know, teams getting better, they could be the, you know, the first sport to play could really be something that we could get excited about. So, Soccer has always been fairly popular at Western. Well, except for men's soccer. Um, <laughs> yeah, men's soccer got cut uh, about, what, 12 years ago now? Um, yep. I, I remember when the men's soccer got cut because I was working with football and uh, that was a really sad time. But anyway, uh, Jason Idell, I think, has been there for 19 years, I heard the other day. Uh, so he's doing an awesome job as far as uh, sports and Western's girl soccer is concerned. Um, but, hey, that's that's awesome, guys. And then, uh, then uh, tying with a big SEC school like uh, Kentucky, hey, I don't know if Kentucky's very good at soccer, but, hey. We'll see. Well, you know, they definitely have more resources on their roster with the so. last name that makes okay, my last one at name a time. look like Smith or Jones. So, sorry. <laughs> no, y'all good. Uh, Jared, go I ahead, couldn't bro. hear anyone else when I was talking. I said that uh, UK had a girl on their roster that makes my last name look like Smith or Jones. <laughs> it's like Icelandic. I think it was, I don't know how many letters. It had to be close to 20. But, oh, yeah, man. I feel bad for any of the commentators for that. That's all I had to say with that. Oh, yeah, that's a name that I would love to mispronounce. Um, <laughs> uh, Ross, what you got, bud? I just said, hey, I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, Kentucky definitely has way more budget and resources to to put towards smaller sports. So, anytime we can we can knock them off. We've actually had 
when they actually play us in sports, I think we've been pretty consistently competitive with them in the last five years. I mean, you look, we beat them in softball, uh, lost in the wire in the second round in volleyball a couple years ago. Baseball, we've chucked away a couple games late. So, you know, I would just love to see them, you know, Western get back on their schedule in football and basketball so we can uh, – so we can really get excited about a matchup against them. But exactly. I digress. Uh, Jake, we go, bud. Sorry. Oh no, I was I was just laughing because I'm pretty sure I don't know if the women's soccer does, but does it? At least one of the soccer programs UK play in Conference USA. This is their men's team. The men's, the men's team, team does. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I mean it has to do with like the actual popularity of the, the viability of the soccer programs, like the conference alignments, like how many teams. Yeah, SEC like, doesn't offer men's soccer. I yeah, mean, I, I, just, I couldn't. I couldn't remember which one it was. I think I was men's like, soccer for Western wasn't the most popular either. I mean, obviously yeah, I mean, that's I why it was good. But yeah. Well, the Title Nine has a lot to do with that stuff too. So. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm not delving into that today. Uh, so first week, as we were talking about, first week of football, uh, we have the Purple Bears of Central Arkansas. Uh, so I guess we'll just kind of take it round table. Uh, Ross, what are you thinking for the? Uh, what do we have to look for with uh, pregame for the Central Arkansas game? Can you first tell me how you get a purple bear, Devin? You choke it. <laughs> you just choke it till it turns purple. Um, or you wait for it to have a mild heart attack because of diabetes. But so I think really when it gets... <laughs> I love this in the dead air. Ross is like. I, yeah, I went from a joke. Like, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> okay. So back back to your original question because I, I I love that joke that you had. Well, we did a couple times this off season, but um, <laughs> you know I think you know well we it all comes down to the transition to the transition to Tyson Helton's offense. We know like we've, we've known for a while the defense is pretty much the same minus a couple position coaches, but Clayton White's scheme. I just look for that unit to be more experienced, minus linebacker, but uh, we got some good news that we can talk about later yesterday. But uh, I want to see how Steven Duncan does the quarterback. I want to see if Tyson Hilton is going to be Brom-like and you know work with the trick plays and if we can come out there and execute. I know you know I had that piece earlier this week about the top five or the the top uh, coaching. coaching debuts of the last uh, fifty years and. The themes like the Petrino and Braum, the people who came in first, they came out firing on all cylinders. I'd love to see if Helton can do that, or if, or if uh, there's going to be a learning curve against a decently tough FCS opponent. So I know a lot of people are buying into uh, Central Arkansas being tough and all that, and that's fine. Uh, but I think there are some other issues we have to look at uh, internal issues, uh, like you were talking about. Um, with the uh, coaching staff, um, you know, having the new guys in new positions. Uh, granted, you know, we've got some of these guys at linebacker and uh, other positions who may still have some experience. But on the offensive side of the board, the only guys that really know these coaches are the upperclassmen. Uh, so, uh, Jared, what do you think, bud? Yeah, I mean, the offense is definitely going to be the biggest thing. I mean, I'm not totally expecting a blowout just for the fact that, I mean, going back to the whole Miami versus Florida game, I mean, just being the first game of the year, I mean, there's always going to be a whole lot of sloppiness regardless. I mean, we're going to be starting a freshman kicker. 
So that's going to be interesting as well. I mean, seeing how the special teams looks. I know that was not one of Sanford's strengths when he was here, was having strong special teams. But hopefully that will change under Hilton. And also, like, defense, I mean, that's definitely going to be where I think Western's bread and butter is this year. I think they're going to be a really strong defensive team. I want to see how they look against a team like uh, Central Arkansas. Hopefully they'll be able to kind of shut them down pretty easily. But, of course, I mean, you're still going to have some slips-ups every now and then, possibly because of the offense. I mean, you never really know. Like, it'll be interesting to see if he does any trick plays, Coach Elton. I think he might. I'm not – I hope that it turns out well if he does because if it doesn't, then – like, usually whenever there's a trick play that doesn't end well, everyone's like, oh, what in the world was he thinking kind of thing. Like, I don't really want people to start doubting him, like, right off the bat, even though, I mean, it's the first game of the year. But, I mean, you know how fickle this fan base is, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, Jake, what are your thoughts? Well, I don't know. I think we should be scared because according to some people that we talked to, uh, the these, these purple bears are the second coming of the '86 bears. I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because love you, buddy. Uh, because I just I look. I, I, I don't care if they have Arkansas transfers. I don't care if their quarterbacks are supposed to be good. I don't care. This you got to handle your business. Okay. I know that we come out and play sloppy. I know it's a new offense. I know all of these things. We have. A third more scholarships in this team, twice the budget. Each, this is this is the kind of game. This this sets the tone for the season. Okay, you come out in this game, and you look like dog crap, and you win by, like I said, the, the uh, spread when it came out was eight and a half. I don't know what it's moved to right now. Uh, you come out and you squeak. You squeak buying this right, and you look bad. Then I think you got. Yeah, well, yeah, squeak a squeak. Uh, I think you got some, you got some issues. You got a, a tone issue on the team that you're going to have a problem with, and you got a tone issue with the program because, like like Jerry just said, you got a fickle fan base, right? That's part of it. I'm one of those fickle people. I judge very quickly. Uh, I did it with the last regime. I was like, "Oh crap! This first game, we look like garbage. What's going on?" Um, but that being said, I don't I don't think this team comes out and struggles against uh, an FCS team. Uh, I think they do get a good convincing win out of it, and I do think, as everybody said, it rests a lot on the defense shutting shutting them down. Um, particularly, uh, I'm excited about again. We can we can talk about the linebackers in a second um, about some of the additions there. But honestly, God, like all Stephen Bucket has to do is complete a little more than half his passes, right, and not throw picks, and you're talking about a decent team. So I, I honestly, like in this game, I'm looking for just don't turn the ball over and defense, shut them down. The only thing I, I kind of have to debate, um, uh, one with Jake and one with Jared. Uh, Jake, the only the real thing I have, I know you say we have a higher budget and everything, but that didn't help us at, against Maine last year. Uh, and You're the, right, and that was an absolute disgrace that set the tone for the season. Yes, so. it did. Uh, and the only thing I have for Jared, my question is, um, I know we. My issue is with the defense from last year because the defense last year was the quote bend but don't break, but that thing bent like a paperclip every year, um, and so <laughs> so it kind of. I mean, well, every game I should say, uh, and it, it, it got better as the season went along, and like like the theme with the rest of the team, you return a bunch of production, a lot of the. Freshmen and sophomores that were really talented that Sanford recruited, the D'Angelo Moans, the Juwan Jones, uh, the, uh, you know, on offense, the Josh Samuels, and stuff like that are going to be, you know, 
juniors now, and now let's see them take the step forward. They've shown flashes. That's why I'm optimistic about this team. I think, you know, you've taken your lumps the last two years with some of the experience. Now let's, let's grow as a team. Yeah, I think there is a possibility there. Let's see here what I'm looking for. Well, I think that, like, getting on to like that, like, I am hopeful and confident in this team. I think that I'm going to need a little bit of help getting to confident in this season. And we can kind of talk about towards the end of the podcast, like, what that looks like from an expectation, like, what's successful, what's not successful from each other. Um you're absolutely right. Like they need to be taking steps forward, and I, and that's what, that's why I believe this game is so important. Is because, again, though it's the first game of the season, this is the first like where the rubber meets rubber meets the road. The road. This is the first actual test. Yeah, right. Sorry, you're kind of you're kind of cutting in and out. That's why I just stepped in. Um, oh, okay. The only real concern I have, though, uh, you're talking about the defense. Every at least. At least every game, they uh, the opposing team scored fifteen points at least, uh, and that. Well, was I mean, a- that's modern college football. I mean, there's not a lot of shutouts nowadays. So, well, tell that to Alabama. But yeah, um, well, you're you're using the outlier <laughs> top two program to justify your position. Come on. Yeah, but you okay? You got Alabama. You got Clemson. I mean, those are the big dogs. Yeah, but they do shut people out. Yeah, but shut, shut average, out to the outlier. that Florida, Florida has a good defense. They still gave up 14. 14 is – I, I can – 21 <laughs> points, I'd agree. 14 is not – if Western gives up 14 points a game this season, I will be – I think we're in really good shape. I, I yeah, with the kind of offenses in the Conference USA especially, I would definitely echo that. But completely, I have a good question for you guys. This is something we can talk about just really briefly is uh, what do you expect the attendance to be for tomorrow's game, for Hilton's debut? Well, it is a blackout is what I've heard. Uh, so I think it will be pretty good. I don't think it will be anything great. Um, what did we average last year? Let me see if I can find a – It was not very pretty. I no. Well, the last game totally skewed it, but – Jared, my prediction is going to be 16K. Being a Thursday night in Central Arkansas, I think that'll hold the numbers down a little bit. I say, I'll say, uh, I'll say 15.5 because last I year mean, higher than me. I was going to say like 13 and some change. It's, it's yeah, like, it's I was thinking Thursday like 12 night. to 14 ish range. See, yeah. the reason I said 15 was because our opening last year against Maine was 15.7. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I just said 15.5. I don't expect us to have a huge crowd. Um, I honestly was expecting Jake to be like three. But <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'll be there. That'll be Ross, Jake, and Jared. So yeah, there and we go. Matt. And Matt and Matt will be there at at the uh, Hank Wilson party tent. So, um, <laughs> uh, so uh, what what do you? Okay, I don't really want to do this, but I'll do it anyway. What are your predictions for the game thus far? For the for the score, where are we got looking at on score? Who are you starting with? I'll go uh, with <laughs> okay, let's let's just start. Let's say win loss, and what do you think your points are, uh, Jake? What do you got? Uh, I got them winning thirty four ten. Uh, Jared, uh, thirty six to seventeen win hey. Western. Uh, Ross, what do you got? Forty one twenty eight. Wow. Okay. Um, I will say uh, I'll say thirty four twenty eight. It's going to be close, um, but. I don't know. We'll have to see uh, as far as that goes. Um, and I'll be excited to watch tomorrow to see how uh, uh, Stephen Duncan comes out. And, 
And here's a hot take really quick. Uh, the WKU Connection tweeted out that Western's going to hang 80 on UCA, so I just wanted to share that. Okay. Um, first off... I'm going to tell you guys what. If they come out and hang 80 on them, like, if they score 80 points, I don't, I don't know what I'll do. I might black out. Like, I don't, I'm not going to go to work on Friday. <laughs> it is a blackout game, so that's probably a good thing, maybe? So, yeah, that's right. the only oh, time I ever... <laughs> The only time I ever saw somebody hang 80 up was, uh, wasn't that Elson? Didn't he hang up 80 against, uh, oh, what was that? Like West Virginia A&M or something? Yes, it was West Virginia West Virginia Tech. That's who that was. Yeah, that was, uh, I, he, oh my God. yes, he hung up. Do they up. even have scholarships? I don't know. NAIA, baby. They're in the same conference as Campbellsville. Because I had a buddy. Oh, yeah. nice. I had a buddy who was uh, who went to Campbellsville, and he said he watched the film, and he thought they were going to be awesome against them, and they got beat by fifty points. So I was like, "Whoa, dude!" <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was scoring on defense, scoring on offense. That was kickoffs, Literally and punt the, returns. The, I mean, the, the water boy scoring. I guess like, that that was like playing your little brother at Madden. Um, which or like I, playing me at Madden still. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, what was the most points Brom ever sco- scored as a coach? Uh, ooh, WKU team like good 68 question. or 67 or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. the Marshall game was 67, but I want to say there was maybe one other game where he got really close to that, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, that's I'll look it up and see if we can find out before the end of the show. The only uh, let's see yeah. twenty. 15, the good one I've got is 50, uh, 58, sorry. Uh, 66 against Old Dominion, 2014, 67 against Marshall. Let's see. Yeah, I got 60. Sorry. Yeah, I got 60 against Marshall and 16. Video game numbers, it's insane. I know, that's... Wasn't the 2016 game like 60-3 to three or something? It was uh, the worst loss they'd ever suffered in the zone, and it made me... So happy. You're talking about the 2014 and, game? No, the 2016 game against. Uh, yeah, I remember they ran back that opening kickoff, and it was yeah, over. that was yeah, that was 60 to six. Um, yeah, that was that's a crazy game though. And 58-59. God, I missed Brom's offense. I hope help can just be it. Give us like 65 percent of the Brom offense, and I'm happy. If if, if he can give 65 percent of the Brom offense, you're talking about a, a pretty decent team. That's a with again, with being a, you know, we, we we keep talking about the defense and how it was a general break, and you know, we did have some. They got better as the season went along, um, and you, you do lose some pieces, you some new pieces in. Um, but man, I just, I again, hopeful for the team. Show me with the season. Yeah, give me thirty-five points a game. I mean, that was the most disheartening thing about the Sanford era was the fact that they struggled to score twenty-five on a given night, like. Mm-hmm. We want to have a, a good offense that scores thirty five points a game. We're going to finish eight and four or something like that. So okay. I mean, I, sure. I I I don't think I don't think we'll be that good. But if we can break thirty points a game, I think we can go six and six, seven and five. So my biggest takeaway for this and my hope for this season, um, you all want to talk about how great Brom was, and that's fine. But I think it was important to notice the balance uh, of the run game with the passing game. If you yeah, look, had good run if you check out the like, just pull up the schedules on ESPN and check the uh, 2015, um, and you, I think the lowest rushing was 56, 
And like, well, that was that was the game with after that was oh, Wales was hurt and after Leon Allen's career ended. So he had Furby as a freshman. He didn't know what the heck he was doing. Well, fifty six was Allen. Um, and oh, okay. one hundred ninety three was the top, and that was Wales. Uh, but I mean, that's my big takeaway because if you go to like seventeen or eighteen uh, with Sanford, I mean, you're looking at the lowest I see right here is twenty nine rushing yards. And the highest was 101. So it's just like I keep preaching. You've got to have a good run game to balance out your passing game. You know, they've got to bite on something. And if they're just expecting you to pass the entire time, then they're just going to sit on their heels and wait and try and run backwards. I mean, there's no sense in it. Uh, Here's where where Matt's piece about the offensive line comes in crucial. Yes. I mean, it... Like he said in the piece, it improved. I mean, they had nowhere to go but up last season, but it still was pretty mediocre by end-of-season standards. Josh Samuel was averaging about 70 to 100 yards a game the last half of the season. You hope the offensive line continues to gel, he keeps doing that, and then they take off. They take pressure off the passing game, and it all clicks, like uh, Devin's saying. And, and that's – I know Matt's kind of given the rest of us grief because we said – some of us said that the offensive line sucked, but the thing is with the offensive line, those guys may have had issues last year because they were younger and a little less experienced. Now they're coming into their own, and now they're going to have a little more experience uh, coming into this year. And, I mean, it's all looking up as far as I'm concerned with the offensive line. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, Impose your will against an FCS defense tomorrow. That would be a really good sign. Exactly. Yeah, it's, if, um, if you could blow them off the blocks, that would be excellent. It's just like wrestling your little brother. You'll be fine. Yeah. Just hold them down. Other football news. Yes. Spit their face. Yes. Uh, well, you speaking did. of other football news, uh, big exciting announcement. Uh, Mr. Hunter, isn't that Jaden Hunter? Isn't that correct? Correct. Yeah. He is. He's going to be eligible. So big oh, exciting yes. stuff. Uh, now is he is he right away eligible or is he going to have to? Yeah, he's right away yeah, eligible. He's right away he eligible. has three years to play. Um, if he blows up, I wouldn't be surprised if he transfers again. But we're not going to talk about that right now. Uh, yeah. So Western's a linebacking core is really interesting to me. They've got four transfers and one converted safety that are going to pretty much man the two deep. So I mean, you've got you've got uh, obviously Hunter who should be the who's the most talented, but then you've got the Louisville transfer, Malik Staples, two FCS transfers, and Clay Davis and Damon Lowe. And then Kyle Bailey was – I listened to the uh, the press conference on Monday. They they raved about him. So I'd, I'd imagine he gets one of the spots, Hunter gets the spot, and then the best out of those remaining three between Staples, Davis, and Lowe get the last spot on the linebacking court. Yeah, and that was, I think, the biggest frustration for me uh, when we got the news that Ben Holt was transferring. Uh, was losing that you know big experienced guy right there uh, to Purdue, but you know with Jaden Hunter coming in, I mean he's SEC, but it's kind of like Andrew Jackson said, you know they're supposed to be SEC, but we'll see how he how he plays. Uh, we'll just I go love from that there. Part so much. That was uh, <laughs> that was very entertaining to be uh, firsthand experiencing, uh, but you know, uh, so I mean. Talking about uh, Central Arkansas, it's kind of getting me going into the rest of the season. Uh, as far as the rest of the season is concerned, what are you all thinking? Uh, there is a piece on the Tower Rack uh, where a bunch of us guys sit down and discussed our predictions. Uh, Jared, you said five and seven. 
Uh, do you want to step? You want to uh, kind of defend your position? Yeah, I mean, I just think that's a very realistic uh, opinion and kind of prediction to have for this year. I mean, you have a first-year head coach. I mean, obviously, Helton did an awesome job when he was the offensive coordinator uh, within Western System under Brahms. It's going to be interesting to see how he does as his own guy. I think that's definitely going to be a major thing for them. I think it'll help the offense more than anything, especially with Stephen Duncan being a guy that was recruited by him, like already kind of maybe knowing what his strengths and weaknesses are, kind of being able to get him implemented into that system. And, I mean, just holistically, looking at the schedule, too, I mean, there's so many games that could be a toss-up that, depending on how fast the offense can click and just how strong this team is really going to be early on is going to really what depends on a lot of things, like the neutral game at Louisville, against Louisville, of course, like even at Arkansas. I mean, there's still a lot of different variables that aren't completely in their controls, but, I mean... I think the five and seven is realistic, and if the offense can get going really uh, soon, I think it could be six and six and be bowl eligible, which I think that would be a good thing to happen. I completely agree. Um, and if they are bowl eligible the first year, I'm completely fine with that. Um, yeah, same. I, I, Jared and I shared a, shared our same view as far as that goes um, with the five and seven pick. Um, now Matt, uh, he's not here to defend himself, uh, so I can kind of right, so we can pick on him. So we can pick on him a little bit. Um, he's saying seven and five, and I know Matt likes to drink Kool-Aid a lot, uh, but there's some of these wins that I just don't know would be possible in the first year. Um, Louisville is a dumpster fire right now, um, and it could be a toss-up game, but I don't know if Western can get it. Um, Western could get, uh, there are, uh, definitely I think could get an ODU, could get a Charlotte, uh, Marshall, I'm pretty up in the air on Marshall right now, um, and uh, and I think they could get a win against. Uh, I think they could get a win against USM or MTSU, uh, but we'll just have to see as far as that goes. Um, but like Jared said, I'd said uh, five and seven as well. Uh, so come at me, bro. Whatever you got, uh, Ross. You said uh, six and six. Uh, what are your views? Which games do you think uh, that Jared and, I, Jared and I may have missed that you thought should be wins, in your opinion? Uh, I know a lot of you guys are having us losing to UAB. Um, I think, you know, we got – that comes two weeks after the Louisville game. I think they lost, I think, like, what, 30 or 30 seniors last year? So they've got a – they're a huge question mark and going on the road and – Western playing at home with two weeks prepared. I think that that's a game that I don't know if everybody is just assuming UAB is going to be the same team that won Conference USA last year, but I think we have a really good shot in that. FAU would be another one that I know a lot of you guys put as a loss, but that's another one that's at home. And they lost both of their all-conference running backs last year. And I know the lane train and all the drama that comes with it, but you know, without that two-headed uh, two-headed monster, you know, in their backfield. I think we've really got a, a shot against them because we're pretty even talent-wise after that. So that's that's two. And, you know, I the way I described it in the article was I think Western will win some games they're not supposed to and they'll also lose some games they're not supposed to. So, like, you know, Charlotte could be a toss-up game. Charlotte's, you know, got a young, hungry coach. You know, they're kind of experienced as well. Who knows what you're getting there? Uh, ODU on the road, that should be a win. But, you know, that's really the the second true road game for Western. 
maybe they're uh, coming down after UAB and aren't ready for that. I, you know, it, there's just so much variables without knowing the coaching staff and and how, who's going to take the step forward this year. So I think there's the talent and the experience returning, and so I kind of just am pegging on a 6-6 six and six season being pretty optimistic. I think most fans would be happy with that. All right. I completely agree with that. Um, I think that, you know, as Matt wrote in the piece, um, not to give it away, you should read the entire article um, on the Tower X website, uh, but – there were plays and there were pl- there were times when we were you know we were a few points away from being seven and five last year, which is a mind boggling thing as the disaster we had. But um, let's go to the uh, half empty guy, Jake. What do you, you you're saying four and eight, um, and you've got us beating Central Arkansas, ODU, Charlotte, and MTSU. Uh, what nice. makes you think that we have no chance against anybody else? <laughs> I like, I like how you frame that. That makes me happy. You're welcome. So, uh, first, uh, I think that the basement is four wins, just like I said last year. And I think that if you go out and you get four wins, you're not happy, but you're not mad. You're just like, okay, we did that. That's improvement. It is. It's exactly. one. It's improvement, and that's what you look for. Full stop on the first year. As far as not giving us a chance to win other games, I think that it's what a lot of a lot of you guys have said is that last year they had essentially the ball bounced the wrong way, right? Uh, a few plays here or there, and you're talking about a, a totally different season. I think literally I think bouncing the wrong way was the right way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean seriously. Um, in fact, I thought there was a play in the Louisville game that was like that, like when, like the mean you were or maybe it was Ball State. I can't remember. I think it was Ball State. Mean you were watching on the couch, and like, oh god, no, what's happening? Yeah, uh, because the punt went the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> Which should be a problem this year, but we'll see. Super excited about our punter. But, you know, because he's like Crikey. 74 years old. It's going to be awesome. Uh, 74? No, I, yeah, I think so. First uh, off, we do have listeners time. in Australia. Uh, we are completely supportive of this 24-year-old semi-pro kicker. So we love it. And uh, Yeah, like that's, that's legit. I'm giving him three for being old, but like, yes. Oh my gosh, I am super excited about it. Um, but no, the, re- the reason that I say four and eight is because I think that's a realistic expectation going into a, a brand new offense, a team that had question marks up and down the roster last year, um, incredible inconsistency at the quarterback position, um, and a defense that we said like was been not break, but again did bend an, an awful lot last year. And I know they all got better towards the end of the season. I know that everything was trending up, uh, but I you, you're gonna have to show me. Um, before I'm going to believe this is anything other than a marginal improvement on a team that, that severely struggled last year. Um, uh, I agree. And I, we talked about on the podcast that we thought 4-8 and eight was going to be the basement, and we missed that by uh, one game. Uh, but, uh, man, Sanford learned, definitely proved us wrong. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, uh, there, are, there, was, there was a well in the basement that we didn't didn't see. Yes, completely agree. Yeah, just like just this open like sewer, just right in there. I think it was like one of those hostile basements where there was another layer underneath it, where there was really yeah, a lot of sadness in there. Yeah, um, puts so, the lotion on the skin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah, hurt my dog. Photoshop. 
Can you can you like Photoshop that meme with like Sanford's face? That would be face. the greatest thing ever. Oh, I will. I'll have to look into that uh, tomorrow at yeah, work. Somebody, so somebody play with that later. Yes, I will definitely have to look into doing that. Um, so, I mean, kind of hitting on the end of the show here, we're going to give some advice to some freshmen. Uh, it's been a while for Ross and I nice. since we've been in school. Um, Jared, I, mean, I think, it, is still it, in middle school. For me too. Yeah. Uh, Jared's still in middle school, so it's cool. I um, may look like it, but technically <laughs> not. No, no, no. So, uh, Jared, what... I'll go with you first because I think you're going to have to leave here in about two seconds. Uh, yeah, music but, duty calls. It's okay. Yeah, it's all good. Um, what would be your advice to the class of 2023 freshmen at Western Kentucky? All right. This is something I tell all the people that from my church that graduate and go on to Western. Like there was a girl that just graduated. It's one of my best friend's little sisters. I was actually able to take her up there a couple of weeks ago and just show her where all her classes were and all of that. It was really cool. If, if For an alumni, if you've ever got to do that with somebody, you really need to see if you can find someone and have that opportunity. It's an awesome thing of discipleship. Anyways, my advice that I learned the hard way is for rainy days, have an extra thing of dry socks in your backpack. <laughs> because I will never forget Ooh, one day this day, like there was so much water coming off of the hill where it had been raining so much, and I stepped in a puddle like right off the bat, like before my eight a.m. class and everything. Oh, I had like a solid twenty minutes before it started, and my feet were just completely drenched, and I didn't have anything with me. So I was literally in the bathroom of FAC with my socks and shoes off. I had my socks in my hand, and I was just continually hitting the blow dryer <laughs> until they got just not some somewhat moist like it was not going to be dry at all but just <laughs> as long as it was a little dry it helps a little bit but bring extra socks on rainy days because if you step into a puddle you will regret it especially if you're walking literally all over campus so that would be my advice uh funny story jared that you mentioned that uh one of my jobs as a trainer at western was to drive players around in the gator uh at that time it was a gator i think they've got the polaris now or something i don't know so anyway uh, I was shooting down by university, and it had come a flood, and I was right by the PS1 going down through there, and one of the uh, college buses was going right beside me, and as it came up beside me, it hit the puddle, and it was like oh, just, yeah. it was like if I could run beside the Shamu at SeaWorld when he's splashing, that's what oh, I got man. for about 20 foot. Because I thought, well, he'll stop. No, he just kept going, and the <laughs> tsunami just kept soaking me. Uh, so yeah, when I got back, I had to change. But yeah, it was uh, terrible. Yes, it was uh, it was hilarious, but it was it was awful uh, at the same time. Uh, Ross, what do you got, buddy? What would you be? What would what would be your advice for these young pups that are going into Western? Well, first thing with Jared's advice, I just pictured uh, Forrest Gump with Lieutenant Dan when they first get to Vietnam, and he's like, "Remember to change your socks." Yeah, change your socks. Yeah, yeah. Jared's just got a little cigar in his mouth, and he's like, "Boys, it's gonna rain." Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be I'm a little old man and serious on this, but um, I had a lot of fun at Western. I mean, definitely took advantage of the social scene and everything else. I would just say like. Try to avoid 8 a.m. classes and just show up for class. You yes. know, doesn't matter how tired or hungover or whatever you are. Like, I think if you show up and go to class, there's really no excuse to not always get a C. So, I mean, just half of life is just showing up. I think that's the same with college. I think the people who struggle 
people and everything else are the kind of people who just don't put any effort into it. And I think it's, it's really simple. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, Jake, I'll let you go next, but, um, yeah, I think that's part of the struggle at Western is kids learning to be adults, uh, a lot sooner than some of them think they have to, um, Oh, dude, for sure. Yeah, but uh, Jake, I, why don't you go yeah. ahead and I'll let you take it, and then I'll take my turn last, okay? Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, I kind of went overboard on this because I was like, oh, yeah, this is stuff I wish I knew. Uh, again, I was really bored at work today, guys. Like, you have no idea. Uh, so, one, on the classes, I, at first, I always picked the class uh, based on, like, the professor reviews. Like, how, like and, like, talking to them, like, oh, man, this professor's really good. This class is really fun, this engagement is going to be great, or they're really easy or whatever. For me, that did not work. I found out very quickly, if I had an 8 a.m., I didn't. it didn't matter who was teaching it, I was either not going to show up, like I said, or I was going to be useless in that class. Like, yes. So I would say schedule your classes when you're awake. Because if you're going to do, like, I was really bad after lunch at 8 a.m. Like, if I scheduled a class at 12.45, that was a class I was either going to not show up to and have to drop, like, you know, your first year, or that I was I was going to be just garbage at. I was just gonna, not going to be able to pay attention, just going to be sleepy, just try, not trying to do stuff. So I was always like a 9, 10. That was kind of like my butter zone for, for, for classes. Um, learning the shortcuts the stuff, because it's not as, like, it's not a huge campus, but stuff can be challenging to get over and top, like, around the hill. So learn how to go through Grice, the FAC, uh, learn how to cut through buildings, like, Trust me, it does not matter if you don't have class in that building. Just cut through it. It doesn't matter. Uh, nobody knows. And then I would say also on that, don't schedule your classes like at the top of the hill and then all the way back down at like Smith Stadium because 15 minutes sounds like a lot of time, but if it's raining or super hot or you gotta you know you gotta go to the potty in between, you're gonna be host. So like, think about the map. And finally, the key one for me for my entire time in college that. Uh, you know, I didn't figure out until I was out of college is hydrate. Hydration is very important. Uh, we're also talking about that social scene. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're engaging in the libations of the social scene, uh, put some water in there. I know that you think that, that Gatorade and uh, mixed with other things might keep you hydrated. It will not. Uh, so so mix in a bottle of water every every couple of other beverages if you can. Because otherwise, you will have a bad time. Yeah, Ross, a uh, funny thing for our listeners here. Uh, for the longest time, Jake had, like, one drinking story, and it involved yeah, it like, involved Jaeger and an energy drink. And I was like, I really? Was so bad. I was like, oh, was my so gosh. Bad. Uh, yeah, I was real bad. So, uh, is, that your, is that your list, Jake? That, well, I mean, I could go on for hours, but, yeah, that's my list. You're fine. Um, I just kind of <laughs> made some notes real quick just from my experience. Um my time at uh, my local high school in Allen County did not prepare me for college. Um, I oh, yeah, literally yeah. did my homework uh, in high school either after class or before class. Uh, so I really didn't know how to study. Um, had no idea how studying worked or what was needed for it. Uh, so I think one of the big things for kids is learn to study. Find out what works best for you. Uh, don't just grab the book and highlight because that doesn't always work. You know, just because it's highlighted doesn't mean you're going to remember it. Um, you highlight the whole page. Yeah, you're going to just highlight the whole page, and then it's going to be like, well, what did I read on that page? I don't know. Um, 
another thing, um, I guess this is kind of a more serious one. Uh, get help if you need it. Um, if you're okay. struggling in a class, if you're struggling in life, I mean, that's kind of hitting it deep. But, you know, there are issues that people deal with going to Western uh, that other people may not know. Uh, so if you need help, reach out to friends or family, tutors, you know, preachers, whatever, and somebody will help you as far as that's concerned. Um, you know, speaking from personal experience, um, I literally took one class three times uh, before I actually passed it. Um, I would pass, don't get me wrong, uh, but it wasn't enough for my uh, degree program, so I had to take it three times. Uh, so, you know, as far as well, you were a science major, class. so yeah, yeah, it was a chemistry class. So, um, you know, and, and kind of echoing what Jake was saying, uh, it's not always about the professor you take, but sometimes it is, um, the, uh, professor I took his name, I think is, uh, Stuart Burris or Scott Burris. I can't remember right off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Um, but he was one of the best chemistry professors at Western because his the way he did tests and homework, homework counted the same as tests. So as long as you did the work and showed up, you got credit. Uh, so nice. he was a lifesaver for me for uh, chemistry. Uh, 8, a.m. Class, uh, 8 a.m. classes are a no for anybody. Don't do it. Uh, I commuted, and it was awful, and I was exhausted all the time. Um... Another thing uh, is be a part of campus life. Uh, get involved with an organization, uh, whether whether if you're into the fraternity crowd or if you're into you know FCA or something like that. You know, be involved. I'll just side before you said FCA. Well, I was I was just honestly I sighed because <laughs> I was trying to think of something else. Uh, but just get involved with campus life because campus life. Uh, is probably the most fun, and that was one of the things I was glad that I did uh, the athletic training thing uh, because I knew people on campus. If I, you know, if I had issues or something at campus, I knew people I could call, I could talk to. Um, you know, I had friends there who would be willing to help me out, um, and you know, their friends today, I could, you know, I could holler at somebody, and you know, they'd be glad to help us help me out with something. Um, and my biggest thing, it's kind of it's kind of echoing what Jake says, but it's it's a life lesson. Uh, it's be an adult, be an adult, and that covers everything. That's that's knowing responsibilities. Um, you know, you know, if you've got this, if you've got a project doing to do, you do it. Uh, if you're, you know, like Jake said, if you're not being responsible with alcohol, uh, you need to be an adult. You know. Whether that's taking care of somebody else who's had who's partaken in too much fun, or if you yourself partake too much, uh, and you got an eight a.m. class the next day, you know you have to be an adult and realize, hey, you know it's nine o'clock, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, five o'clock. I need to go to bed for my class. Uh, uh, you know, there's you have to be an adult. Because if you don't learn to be an adult now, it's going to be a lot harder when you get into the, quote, real world. Uh, because in the real world, you don't always get to go on vacation when you want to. In the real world, you have to pay bills. And so if you go on vacation and come back and you can't pay your phone bill or electric bill or water bill, uh, you're, not, you're going to have a lot of people dependent on you who's going to be upset. 
so you're that's gonna my. You're gonna have a bad time. You're gonna exactly. You're gonna have a bad time. Uh, so you Even know when you're supposed to be French fries. Exactly. Uh, so be an adult. Um, and I guess the last kind of thing I've got is if you can take a class. I don't know. Do they still have South Campus? Do they oh, still yeah. call yeah, it that? Sure. Definitely take classes at South Campus. Campus. Do what now? I don't know if they still call it South Campus, but they for sure still have that. It, well, it's it's quote South Campus. Uh, if you have the opportunity to do that, those classes are a lot easier and they're a lot smaller. Uh, so it Dude, provides same thing a for lot. Glasgow, if you're a commuter. Yes, and even if you're not a commuter, you can go to Glasgow. That's not a big deal. Uh, you know, it's horrible this time of year. It is. Glasgow's a really nice small little town, but uh, if you can go to Glasgow campus, go to Red Lickers, It's amazing. Yes. Uh, sure, I don't know. Uh, but anyway. Well, so is uh, Big Moose Barbecue out there. It's also really good. I have no idea. I, it's been forever since I actually went to Glasgow for anything. I think the last time I was in Glasgow was when Logan was playing, uh, It was I think it was Glasgow High School, uh, the Scotties. And that was when Marquez Trigg was there. Funny, fun fact the for you. Scotties. God, that was a long time ago. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So those are kind of my, our tips for you incoming freshmen. So I would encourage you to... Uh, to follow those, I know we sound like a bunch of old preachy people telling you to get off because our lawn. That was, that was very preachy. I love it. <laughs> well, it, I would have like loved to take a time machine five years back, or, or really for me and you, Devin, like ten years back, and what, what our advice would have been then compared to now. But oh, it was yeah. kind of funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, that of course, I was boring as all get out in college. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I didn't do the party scene. I, you know, I was, I was boring as all get out, but I think the, you know, being the adult and learning to study and getting help would be the biggest takeaway for me at that point. Uh, but yeah, have I mean, fun though. college is a blast, man. Exactly. That's, that's another thing we didn't say on this. Have fun. Exactly. Um, have fun. Oh yeah. But be it's an adult. Uh, my thing, uh, and our advice is coming from a place of love. So don't think you need to go to your safe space or anything. Uh, it's all good. No. Run to your safe space. I'm, I'm not coming from love at all. Not at all. Yeah. I don't love any of you. No, he's a complete pessimist, so just you'll have to ignore him. Darn right. <laughs> uh, well, that's all I've got tonight, guys. Uh, do you all have anything else? Beat the Purple Bears. Exactly. That's Beat right. the Purple Bears. Uh, let's hope they throw up 87 points. Um, yeah, not. Awesome. Uh, that would be awesome, but it's not likely to happen. Uh, but hey, you know, guys, uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. The game is uh, six thirty kickoff. Is that right? Six thirty central. Six thirty central. Seven thirty eastern. It will be on ESPN Plus, I think. Five dollars a month. The Western players on there eight times this year, so just bite the bullet. Yeah, and didn't you say was soccer on there, or was that a different thing? Yeah, soccer's no, that's on Facebook Live. Ah, but there yeah, we go. I mean, if you can't, if you don't, if you haven't figured out streaming yet, I mean, now's the year to do it because every one of Western's games is online through a streaming service. So yep. just get yourself a Roku or Apple TV or a Chromecast. Yeah, have your kids, grandkids, significant others yeah. set it up for you. Uh, Western is projected eighty nine point seven percent of winning this one. So, so let's get it. Uh, yeah, and like Jake was saying, I think Vegas said the line was eight and a half, but. Uh, if they don't Still get is. that, yeah, if they don't get that, it's it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Um, we'll see. Um, but hey, guys, check out the game. It's on ESPN Plus, uh, and you can listen online and all that good stuff and stream it. 
Uh, like, share, and subscribe to us, and follow the Towel Rack for great articles. Uh, always got great content. Uh, Ross is good about keeping us all motivated with the whip. I mean, uh, motivation. Um, so it's all good. Uh, but hey, guys, as always, go tops. Go tops. Go tops. <laughs>